Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hey y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, I had the joy of speaking with someone I've admired for a long time, actress and singer-songwriter Naturi Naughton Lewis. Our conversation covered a lot, but what I walked away with was a new perspective on extending grace and making difficult choices to move forward. When she was chosen as the final addition to platinum-selling R&B group 3LW, Naturi never imagined what would come next. But when life took a turn, she made the tough decision to leave the group and start all over again. Naturi held on to the belief that no matter what things looked like or felt like in her darkest moment, God had even more in store for her. It took me a decade to actually start to realize I am not that girl anymore. And whatever happened to that girl, whatever happened in that group, doesn't define me. You know what I mean, Ashley? So I felt like I had to let it go Uh and just... Even I sued the group through W, by the way, to get money that they owed me. I said, you know what? I told my lawyer, drop the suit. I don't even want... (gasps) I don't even Uh want their money because I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be okay because God is so good. He's going to allow me to make that money in times 10 by building my own self. It wasn't easy, but Naturi can now see how these trials and difficult choices paved the way for her biggest triumphs. From finding love with her husband to reconciling with former 3LW group member, Adrienne Bailon. I was like, you know what? I'm just mad at the version of that girl Mm. from 15. I'm mad at myself from 15. I'm mad at the versions of what we were, but I I can't be mad at the grown woman. You know what I'm saying? So we sat there and we talked about everything. It was like healing. I mean, it was tears. It was like, girl, we actually (laughs) could be friends. Sometimes in life, we all face realities we never would have imagined for ourselves. Instead of resisting, we must learn to roll with the punches, to move with our challenges, and allow God to prepare us to receive more than we could have ever asked, thought, or imagined. 
And in our Sankofa moment, Naturi shares the legendary performer she would have loved as a mentor. Because she was so regal and just also like, just legendary. You know, in a time when it wasn't easy being a Black woman and an actress and breaking down barriers and being, being a leader. Hi, Naturi. <laughs> hey, what's up, Hi. Ashley? How are I'm you? I'm great. Welcome to the pod. Ashley Blaine Featherson. Jenkins. <laughs> Naturi Notton-Lewis. I love it. Look at us with our hey. hyphenated names. I know. But did you like, did you like really do some back and forth in considering it or did you always know you wanted to hyphenate? Um, I always knew I wanted to hyphenate. I guess at a certain point in my career I did because mm. I'm really proud of being a Notton. It's, you know, my family's from St. Croix. That's my father's name and just like the Notton family. So I was always... I guess at at a certain point, I was like, I just love the double N. Terry Naughton is, you know, I, I guess it's been my name. And I always felt like when I get married, I'll probably, because I always looked at people like Jada Pinkett yes. Smith. And, you know, so I was like, ooh, that sounds good. And then meeting him and I was like, ooh, I could see a Lewis <laughs> at the end of that. Terry Naughton Lewis. I love it. No, it's, I, I felt the same way. Um I yeah. felt like, you know, I had been a Featherson. I'm the last one, too. So after me, there's no more Feathersons. Um, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's important to carry that yeah, name. Yeah, it's really important. And, like, just thank God we both inherited last names that, like, fit with our original last names because no other last Amen. names <laughs> would work. Naturi, do you remember Amen. when we met? Ooh, gosh. I feel like it was, like, before Dear White People. Yeah. Uh, before you did, there were white people. Um, was it in, did you just live in New York? No, I never lived in New York. I think we met here. Oh. I think we met here and at, at an event. In LA? In LA. But I think we were always like kind of connected on Instagram. And then we finally met in person. Yeah, it was just yeah, like yeah. a complete love fest. Because the thing is, Notori, I've oh my been gosh. a fan of yours since 3LW. Like, I remember, <sighs> Notori, I could not wait to tell you the story. I remember... Aww. My grandmother would always give like a stocking stuffer for Christmas. And yes. it was the, I remember she had asked me like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And all I wanted that year was the album. I was like, I need the actual album, the 3LW's debut album. And I remember oh, I wow. cried when I opened my stocking stuffer. And it I Are you serious? Oh my God. Here's the thing. <laughs> you have to understand like what type of girl I was, right? I was, you know, I was a teenager. I, I had been singing. I was a performer at that time. And so to see this group of women that I felt like looked like me and my friends, it was every... Yeah. And the album is... I still listen to the album. The album is so good. Like, yes. the vocals are amazing. The production is, I mean, just out of this world. It was just... For me, it was like um, a representation of of everything I wanted to be. And especially you, because I saw myself in you, you know, this confident, beautiful, dark-skinned woman that was so multi-talented. I just was like, wow, dreams dreams do come true. So I, I truly have you to thank for a lot of that, Naturi. I couldn't wait to tell Aww. you. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. And it's so funny. A lot of people come up to me saying stories similar, and I'm always like, Really? Like, you know, because I was a teenager, too. Yes. I was a kid. And for me, 
you don't always realize the impact you have when you're in it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure you, we still kind of feel that even as, as actors and actresses, but it's definitely one of those moments in the culture, 3LW represented young girls of oh, color. Yeah. I was, of course, the chocolate girl. So we, you know, to feel celebrated. And I'm glad that that had some influence on you. And look at like, 20 years I later, know. here we are <laughs> living our best lives with amazing careers, amazing husbands. It's amazing. And it's just, it's just God is God good, is man. so good. Thank so you. that's what I want to get into. You're about to get into just how good God has been to you, truly. I have like a bit of an icebreaker question, like a little fun oh. question. Okay. okay. So who is your favorite rapper? My favorite rapper, I, I would have to say Lauren Hill, yes. only because I feel like she raps, sings, and it's like kind of what the culture is doing now, but Lauren was doing it forever. Uh, I guess male rapper would be Big mm. Notorious B.I.G. is still like one of my favorites. Like any song, the party just goes crazy, um, you know, and we just celebrated. I think it was, he would have been 50 this year. Oh, yeah. And I live in Brooklyn, so it's it's an honor that I got to be a part of such an iconic film like Notorious, but... For sure, Biggie on the male side and Lauren Hill as a female. I love that. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Natari, let's get into the beginning. Where do you call home? East Orange, New Jersey, born and raised. So shout out to all the Jersey people out there. I, I live in Brooklyn. Um, I've lived a few <laughs> places, especially in this crazy career. Yes. I, I've fallen in love with, you know, Brooklyn for sure. But I'm a Jersey girl forever. What would you say East Orange and Brooklyn, New York, have given you? Ooh. Well, East Orange, you know, growing up in Jersey and East Orange, it was definitely the inner city. It's actually where Whitney Houston mm-hmm. was from, Queen Latifah. It's very close to Newark. For those of you who don't know East Orange, it's like, it's just like another little hood next to Newark, New Jersey. Um, it gave me a sense of like confidence. Mm. You know, East Orange was the first place that I ever sang my first solo, New Hope Baptist Church in East Orange. I would say that if it wasn't for the love and the the pushing me, like, you got this, you can do this. Oh, that little girl can sing or that mm. little girl is talented. I may not have believed that it was possible. So thank God for East Orange. Um, when I moved to Brooklyn, which was whew, 2013, okay. I booked the show Power. At the time, I used to live in L.A. And they were like, oh, you got to move to Brooklyn, you know, for the job. And I was like, yes, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> um and, and I love being close to Jersey anyway, so I was, like, ready to come home. So Brooklyn has given me this really cool, chic sense as a, as a mother and as a wife, because I became a mother, you know, season four of Power. Life-changing. The energy. The, like, 
I think the ability to 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 double task, like New Yorkers learn how to do multiple things mm. at once. So I definitely enjoy like being a mom here, being a wife here, meeting my friends. Like Brooklyn is everything. Prospect Park and it's just such a vibe. I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I I was just there for yeah. a job too. And I I mean, the best way to describe it, I just felt alive. I just was so, it's so exactly. lively. It's so... It's very energetic. Oh, it's just, I, I just would exhale the whole time and the food and the people and mm-hmm. the parks, like you said, it just was... So good. I just always feel good whenever I'm in New York. So you grew up singing mm-hmm. in New Hope Baptist Church, which is the same choir that Whitney Houston grew up singing in, which is just, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, even... it's pretty crazy. Actually, New Hope that I went to is East Orange. We're sister churches. People always get that mixed up. So Whitney grew up singing at New Hope Baptist Church in Newark. Mm. I grew up singing in New Hope Baptist Church in East Orange, just to make sure. But they're start, but it's it's the same people for both. Yeah, like family. Gotcha. Yeah, but they're two separate churches. Um, So yeah, so when I actually got to sing for Sissy Houston um, at Whitney's church for a separate, like, church, I don't know, occasion. And I remember being there and just feeling the energy and being like, oh, my gosh, like, Whitney once sang, and she's been my inspiration wow. uh, since I was little. So it's just crazy to be from somewhere and see this brown woman, like you were saying about 3 W. Mm. that's what Whitney Houston was wow. for me. I was like, what? She's beautiful. She's brown. She can sing. She can act. I wanted to do everything like that. And her her career actually gave me the ability to see that it's possible mm. and that I could do wow. it. So that was a, it was pretty cool growing up singing in church. You know, I used to sing in a choir. That's that's kind of how I got discovered, I guess. It sounds like you were someone who, like me, knew what they wanted to do pretty early on. How did you recognize it at that young age? When did you know? What was it? Was it something that happened was it a day in the choir? Was it a solo you did that made you, that gave you, bit you with the bug of like, this is what I want to do? And then how did that lead to you getting discovered? Oh, that's such a good question. Yes, I, I am definitely one of those people who was five years old, like, I'm going to be a singer and an actress. I already know. <laughs> and even my friends are like, okay. And I grew up like in East Orange and people, you know, sometimes it feels far-fetched mm-hmm. if you don't live in Hollywood. And I was like, oh, this is going to happen. So I remember around five, hmm, I wind up getting a solo for a song. Uh, it was ca- a song called I I Can't Forget. It's a song called I Can't Forget What the, you know, What the Lord Has Done For Me. And I sang that solo and I had to stand on like you know, a little stepladder for the church to even see me, you know, behind, in the choir because I was so little. And they taped two microphones together. It was like two mics together because I was so little. And I took that mic and I never forgot that feeling when people in the church community, you know, in the congregation stood up and was like, sing, baby, you better <laughs> sing. And I was like, I was like, oh, but I was really just enjoying myself. Mm. And when I opened my eyes, I was like, oh my gosh, people are crying. People are moved. People are shouting. And then, you know, shortly after I kind of started doing local events, church events, different things, but it was really singing the national anthem that got me discovered. Mm. 
I used to sing the anthem at so many political events, but I got an opportunity to sing for the New Jersey Nets. Mm. And for those of you who don't know, before they were the Brooklyn Nets, it was the Jersey yes. Nets. So at 13 years old, I, I won a contest and I essentially sang the anthem. And then um, somebody heard me and they asked me to audition for a group. Wow. And so, okay, so then you say someone heard me sing and then I got into the group. Was it really that easy or mm-hmm. was it like multiple rounds? What what happened in between? Uh, the person who was kind of the producer, manager of the group asked my parents, you know, can she audition? We're putting a group together. We didn't even have a name yet, just for people to know. It wasn't 3LW. Mm. The name of the group was actually originally called Little Women, but we couldn't use that because of the book, yeah. the movie, and there was like, yeah. So then we had to change it to 3LW, which really stood for Three Little Women. Mm-hmm. I originally was like, I'm a solo artist, sorry. Wow. Um, <laughs> I never wanted to be in a group, real talk. I always wanted to be like, uh, you know, like Whitney. Yeah. But what happened was, I said, sure, why not? I mean... I got to get my start somewhere. So I went and I auditioned. It was very kind of easygoing um, in the living room. I sang For You, I Will, because Space Jam had just came <laughs> out. And For You, I Will was the song at the credits. Yeah. Anyway, and then they were like, okay, you're in the group. We need you to move in and, you know, leave school. Whoa. And I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Um, but I... I did wind up moving in with the other girls, uh, Adrian and Keely, at the, you know, was in the group already. I was the third and final ah, member, and that's kind of... Wow. So I was the last to join. So everything happened very fast, and then it was just like your life completely changed. And your parents... Yeah. So talk to me about your much. parents. Like, what, were they always on board? It was very it was hard okay, it was for very them. hard for them. Well, no, they were always on board with like my dreams of, you know, performing, singing. They supported me 100%. They put me in dance lessons. I was in chorale, vocal lessons, piano. I wasn't I wasn't just thrown to the wolves. They had given me a lot of tools, thank God, to actually be prepared for the blessing. Yes. The hardest part was for my parents to let go. I was 15. Oh. And the challenge was like, you know, to be in this group, I had to kind of start homeschooling, leave regular high school. I wasn't at home anymore. I was living in someone else's house and care, which is crazy. <laughs> would yes, recommend it. I can imagine. Like, wow. What was, what was Naturi's biggest challenge at that time? Like personal, like internal challenge. When you look back at Naturi at 15, 16, 17, what was, what was her biggest hurdle? Ooh. I would say her biggest hurdle was trying to get everyone to like her. Mm. I was constantly trying to figure out, well, if I can adjust myself, maybe they'll like me this way. Or maybe if I do this, maybe they'll like me more. Or if I can be funnier, like maybe I'll be liked. I was so consumed. And if I wasn't liked, I was like, wait a minute, why don't you like me? Like, please Mm like me. Um, So I was really, I think, consumed with that concept of being liked, which caused me not to be true to myself at times. Um, Yeah, that was a big Mm -hmm. one. Uh, And just, you know, and just figuring out my own self-worth, 
You know, a lot of times we determine how beautiful we are, how special, how talented we are based on what someone else yeah. says about you. But, and I was a teenager, so there was a lot of things in, you know, the music business is shady as hell. So I've Just heard, I know, girl. There are so much, so much story. <laughs> but it was a lot of things that was, it was like chipping away at my self-esteem. Mm. Chip away, chip away. And if you allow it, it can destroy you. And before you know it, you're like, I'm not pretty. I'm not good enough. My complexion, my lips, my body type, like my height, mm. my voice, my raspiness, like everything about me was being kind of criticized. Mm. So that definitely put put me in a position to start thinking, well, if, if I can do this, they'll like me. If I can do this. So that was a really bad, I think, you know, habit. it's exhausting too. I mean, just even hearing you say it, it, it it's exhausting. Ooh. Like it's, it's unsustainable because the truth is you can't convince mm-hmm. anybody of how to like you or how to love you or how to appreciate you. You actually said, um, on the breakfast club last year, you said, when people don't know how to deal with your light, you just have to wish them well. And is that a lesson that Naturi learned <laughs> then? Or is that a lesson that Naturi learned a little bit later in life? And, and where did it come from? Oh, much later. Ooh, okay. Way later in life. Wow. Uh, like, like maybe like last ten years. Ooh. Like maybe actually even in the last five years. Um, where did it come from? Honestly, when my daughter was born, I really began began to embrace my light mm. because I I recognized first off the miracle of motherhood, and that experience changed me. Obviously. And then meeting my husband, like when she was around one and a half, almost two, I really was like, oh, wait. So if people are intimidated by your light, like, oh, I wish you well, but I'm not about to dim my Mm. light. Not for you, not for anybody, boo, because my light is a God gift, you know, and when God gives you a gift, I'm not about to hide it or Mm. bury it. We all have the light. We all have mm. something special. We all are beautiful. And I, in the last five years, maybe seven, I started to like figure out, oh, I'm pretty amazing. Mm. And I don't have to like compromise for anyone. And particularly in motherhood and not worrying about what other people feel or say. And then also in relationship with my now husband, it was like, oh, even from a man, you learn how to receive that love and not dim your light just because he's not secure. Mm, Wow. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. I want to go back to your time in 3LW. You know, to that, from the outside mm-hmm. looking in, Naturi, you looked fearless. Like, everything was right. You're happy, you're thriving, Uh everything's just peachy keen. Obviously, now that I'm older and in my 30s, like, it's almost like, how could that even be the case? You know, the life of a teenager. It's like a teenager living the life of an adult. That has to just be incredibly difficult. With a lot of adult pressure. (laughs) It has to just be incredibly taxing. But what I want to know is, 
still at a young age, how did you know? I want you to really tell me, how did you know when it was time for you to move on? Honestly, I I knew that it was time to kind of let go and remove myself. The toxicity Mm -hmm. in that environment, but also I was honestly starting to feel kind of depressed. And I'm I'm a very joyous, happy person. So like when you start losing your your joy and your excitement and your fervor for life. Your life. Like literally. But I was always that way as a kid. I was always like, hey, like, you know, excited for the day. I was always a social butterfly, very talkative. I started to be afraid to speak. Like that, everything was fear-based. And when I started to see myself like shrinking or there was so much, you know, like infighting and toxic energy from the management. And uh, it was things that I started to see like, gosh, like, is this my forever? Mm -hmm. Like, is this kind of my career for the next 10 years? You know, and I wanted to be successful. I, I mean, we were successful, but I wanted to be like, Destiny's Child or TLC, like we wanted to have that. At least I did. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it was like, wait a minute, I don't think I can do this with this level of unhappiness. Oof. Right around the time I turned 18, I was questioning, like, because I I wanted to go to college, I wanted to explore the world, I want to be a mother, I want to be happy. And I was still young, but I knew that some of those things didn't align mm-hmm. with the energy I was in. And so I I was like, oh, y'all trying to kick me out the group? How about this? I'm out. Mm. Peace. Deuces. Because I just don't want to live and be successful, but be this unhappy. Because mm. success is not, it's it does not have to be this way. Mm. So that's kind of why I chose to leave off the road. You know, I went back to my house in East Orange. A lot of people thought like, oh, you rich, you got it. You know, you pop it. You was just on TRL doing a video. Play is going to play. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm broke. (laughs) Living in my parents' house in East Orange, applying to college. And then I just went to college like a normal girl. How how long did it take you to heal from leaving and from the feeling of, and from knowing that maybe they were trying to make changes in the group? How how long did it take for you to be able to maybe let that go? Mm, That took me like a decade. Mm. In, in all honesty, the first five years of healing, it's like, oh, I'm good. Like, you know, but I was, I told you I went to college. I was like, you know, years of just kind of having to adapt from people saying like, wait a minute, why don't you have anything? Why aren't you out on the road? Like they just did this without you. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm just trying to go to Seton Hall University yeah. and be a poli side <laughs> So, which is what I yeah. did, um, study political science, but I was definitely like, I don't know. I think I was still bitter. I was still hurt. I was still angry. I was still, you know, humiliated in front of like friends yeah. and family. Cause you know, everyone thinks, oh, you made it. And then it's like, wait, but no, I didn't. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah. So that was five years. And then the, the next five years trying to transition into being an actress. I was, even though I was, you know, I had booked, uh, I had got a Broadway show, Hairspray. And then I was like, okay, well, at least I'm working again. And I I mean, it was definitely starting to heal, but it literally 
honestly, I, I think I've still been healing, but it took me a decade to actually start to realize I am not that girl mm. anymore. And whatever happened to that girl, whatever happened in that group doesn't define yeah. me. You know what I mean, wow. Ashley? So I felt like I had to let it go mm. and just... Even I sued the group through a W, by the way, to get money that they owed me, like so much money that I never <gasps> got. And then it took me a few years to let, I said, you know what? I told my lawyer, drop the wow. suit. I don't even want it. I don't even mm. want their money because they tried to say they were bankrupt, but I didn't want it because I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be okay because I God is so good. He's going to allow me to make that money in times Woo! 10 by building my own self. Wow, 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 wow. So that's what I did. So I dropped the lawsuit oh, and I never got a dime. You know what? Here's the thing. This is what this is. This is what I'm learning about you is, is a couple of things. But one is that you are someone who does what they say they're going to do. Period. Mm, and I think that that you. is beautiful, Naturi. And I think that's, that's, I think maybe it was a form of protection you had to build throughout your life, especially mm. being in the spotlight so young. You had to be a woman mm -hmm. of your word. You had to be a woman of integrity. You had to do what served you best because there That's wasn't good. always a time when you were protected in that space. Um, and I just think that even you understanding that there was energy that you no longer needed that was attached to that suit, you said, I would rather mm. drop it and wait on God to bless me than keep energy in something that doesn't serve me. Because it keeps... Yeah. And it's draining. Wow. It's so draining. Yeah. So that was a big step. And I and I literally... I appreciate you saying that because at the time, I felt like, dang, like I'm really losing out. But really, I gained freedom. Mm. When I let it all go, I became free. My career was open. My heart was open. My mind was open. Yeah. And yeah, it was a game changer. So... I, I saw recently that you and Adrian Bailon got back to got got together. I don't know if it was a lunch. I was waiting for that. No, question. honestly, Naturi, <laughs> I reposted it. No, I was literally like, everybody's been talking about this. Well, because so I want to hear what you have to say about it, but I'm gonna tell you what I saw. Um okay. being someone who, as you know, was a big fan of the group. Um, someone who has been so proud of seeing where you and Adrian have gone in your careers. Um, and grown mm -hmm. as women. For me, it was it was nice to see because it was a symbol in my mind of forgiveness, of letting stuff go. Whoever you go. were when you were 15, I would be willing to bet you are not the same women now. And there is grace oh, that has to be given for that. And sometimes it just has to take time. You have to give time. You have to allow yourselves to grow and gain new life experiences and become a mother and get married and all of these things that you can look back and say, what, what, what was, what was going what on? Was going on? <laughs> exactly. So that's what I saw. And so for me, it was, I was like, I literally remember looking at him. I think I gasped and was like, wow, like, this is the example you want to see. I think we 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 live in this society where we are attracted to the drama. We're attracted to people being separated from people having beef and from people mm. going after each other on Instagram and saying Ooh. mean things. So honestly, I shouldn't have been as shocked to see it because that's what people should be doing. But it is shocking. It, it was shocking. And so I think what I want to know from you is 
How did that come about? And how do you feel um, now that now that you guys have have I guess talked or some sort of reconciliation? Yeah, yeah. Well, the way that came about uh, was I was a guest on the reel virtually when I was shooting Queens, mm-hmm. and I think um, it was Adrian who had suggested to have me on as a guest, and the producers were like she's really you know really wants Naturi to come and talk and she's just so happy for her and and we had m- met years ago like 5 years ago when i was pregnant she had apologized on the reel but that was um a long time ago and i wasn't really i i received the apology but it wasn't you know the same we never stayed connected so this particular time they were like you know uh and adrian's you know sends her love and it was like would love to connect if if you're open to it and i was like you know what um, I don't know. I just felt an energy from her that was different. Mm. And then I was like, um, I asked my publicist, can you get her number and I'll shoot her a text or something like that. And they send her number and she was like, she's really looking forward to talking to you. And I was like, okay, cool. And it actually took me like months to reach wow. out because I was still like, you know, yeah. so I had the number, but I never actually used it until like, I don't know, like maybe like four or five months later. And we kind of just started in a text c- capacity because you know how you you're getting to know somebody that you knew, yes. but that you kind of. I just you had like this experience like, recently. Yeah, yeah. Did you I really? Did. Oh, Something gosh. very similar just recently and happened. It's, and it's you're still like trying to figure out if the energies even yep. match. But I just felt like you know I was happy for her and her marriage. She was happy for me. She congratulated me on you know wedding, and then it was my birthday. So my birthday just passed May twentieth. She sent me a text and was like, you know, I always remember mm. your birthday since we were kids. Happy birthday. And her husband's birthday is a day before mine. And I was like, oh, wow. And I kept saying, like, I'm going to just say, like, you know, we should get up for lunch. But I was nervous. And then at that time, when she texted me for birthday, I was like, you know, I'm in New York. If you're ever in New York. She was like, I actually am in New York. I was like, let's just do dinner yeah. or lunch or whatever. So we went to Dumbo House. We met. It was actually an amazing meeting. Yeah. It was all of what you saw. It was all of the energy that you got from the picture. Forgiveness, healing, you know, moving accountability, mature accountability, maturity, love, mm. respect. And as women, we don't do that enough. Yeah. I mean, so many of us will hold a grudge for years. And I was like, you know what? I'm just mad at the version of that girl mm. from 15. I'm mad at myself from 15. I'm mad at the versions of what we were, but I, I can't be mad at the grown woman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we sat there and we talked about everything. It was like healing. I mean, it was tears. Wow. It was like, girl, we actually <laughs> could be friends. Wow. Why? And the truth is we recognize that the adults in that situation you know, our managers were not very nice people, mm. just to be to be honest. And they manipulated us as young children. Oh, yeah. And when you realize that the adults are over it pulling strings, we were like, oh. So I think we hugged it out. We took that picture and we were like, oh, gosh, <laughs> if we post this, people are going to go crazy. But it was love. And I'm so happy for her because I think she's in a happy space in her life. And I think she's genuinely happy for me. So, you know, unfortunately, it, I, we put 2LW and people took that the wrong way. 
were like, oh, y'all trying to be shady with the two. No, it wasn't no, at I didn't all. get that. <laughs> it wasn't at all. We literally are two of the original yeah. 3LW. We actually are going to do a double date with my husband oh, and her husband. Oh, my goodness. Soon, so. Well, so that's the thing, Naturi. I also just want to thank you. I'm actually really happy that you were led to share it. Because it, it was a picture you could have kept private and nobody would have known. But the thing is, yeah. that set an example. But it yes. Some- it, set, it shows that there is redemption should you want it. If you want, if you are willing to try, if you're willing to get to know a new yes. version of somebody, you know, now yes. had you guys met and there was still the same ridiculousness from 20 years ago, then no, yeah, it would have been then different. That would be different. But that's not what happened. And so it is to show, look at how far we've grown. And also, this is someone who's known me for so long. Like, you guys Crazy. came up together. Like, I just. We grew up together. Truly. It was, I was like, wow, this is an example. I'm so proud of these women. And I mean, I, I'm sure it felt Thank like, you. even though you might not have been walking around lugging a weight, there's still energetically just an exhale that comes along with that. It was actually really refreshing. And I thank God for, I think, you know, for me, my spirit of forgiveness for, you know, for healing, because you also have to want mm-hmm. it too. Like, I don't want it. And I don't want people who who may have a similar situation to, to see us, you know, like you said, we lead by example. It's, it's your choice to let that go. It's your choice to choose forgiveness. Yes. It's your choice to choose happiness. And a lot of us will stay in that dark place when we really don't have to. Mm, well, I'm so proud of you, sis. I just want to say sister to sister, I'm very proud of you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So, Natori, tell me what's next in career. I'm directing. Um, I directed a short film called Behind the Smile that's actually airing this summer on BET. Congrats. Her. Thank you. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. But also, I think for me, career-wise, is doing more community outreach things. Like I, I want to use my platform to inspire other people in relationship. Yes. You know, me and my husband are putting together some really exciting things for like newlyweds, but also people been married for a long time. People who are engaged. We want to just inspire mm. families again, Ooh. particularly black love and black families and seeing people of color be celebrated the way I felt at my wedding, I was like, everyone should feel this way. If that's what they, you know, if that's what you want. I love that. I love you talking about like all the goals and dreams that you and your husband have. I want to know how, how did you, how were you able to recognize the, the beauty and the love and all that God had for you and your husband? I was in a really exciting time in my life where I was learning to love myself Mm -hmm. So I could recognize like beauty in others and share love with others. But I did have to go through a time where I had to heal from, you know, just the relationship with my daughter's father and also just recognizing that I was kind of like on my own Mm. as a mother, which I never dreamed I would be. And I'm super old school and traditional. So I just honestly wanted, I wanted that version of life for myself, but that's not what God gave Mm. me. And I had to accept it and move on. And I became an amazing mother. I was still working on my show Power. I was breastfeeding and pumping while on set. Child, I was superwoman. And once I realized like, oh, I can do anything. Mm. The next thing was like, okay, I'm open to love and light in my life. So when I met my husband, I was at the studio, Omari Hardwick, uh, you know, my TV husband. 
introduced us and it was such an organic, mm. honest friendship. And he became my best wow. friend. And he was such a gentleman and so clear about what he wanted. And that to me, I had never experienced because he was like, I'm once he's, we started dating, it was like he was courting. Mm. And he let it be known, I am courting you, honey. And I was like, oh, is this what we're doing? And I felt so special. So the way I recognized that this is the one for me was not only how he loved me, but how he made the choice to also love my Mm. daughter and to be a father figure in her Mm. life and to step in. You know, a lot of times it's hard for a man to step into a situation that's already been present. And he received me, received her. He just celebrates me, like, honestly, every Mm -hmm. day. And that kind of relationship, friendship, that's when I was like, oh, I'm marrying this man. Like, I I already know. And he said the same thing about me. There's an equally yoked feeling. Our wedding and our marriage and our friendship is based in God first And we love each other as a trickle-down effect from God's Mm. love. That's it. Point blank, period. Well, that, what, oh, gosh. Naturi, this is what I love hearing. You know, to me, your your journey to marriage is truly trials to triumphs. Like you said, like, Mm. you went through a season where you were like, God, this is not how I wanted it to go. Envisioned. It's not how I envisioned it. But God said, wait, just wait. Wait, you have to see what I have for you. And now just to see where you are, married to your best friend. He's a wonderful father figure to your daughter. He supports you in all that you do. He sees you for the fullness of who you are. That was worth waiting for. And I can see it all over you. I truly can. So, Naturi, tell me, what has been your takeaway from our conversation today? I would say the biggest takeaway, honestly, was that what you said about how... I was like an example or in some way a leader in, you know, in the culture, even from 3LW on. But look at how like you were watching me and I was struggling in that girl group Mm. and not feeling beautiful. And I I would have never imagined years later, you and so many other women particularly have literally said, you have made me feel beautiful. You let me know I could do anything. You let me know that my dreams were possible, you know? And I'm like, really? Cause I was like struggling mm-hmm. and I'm just keeping it all the way real. And it's amazing when you see how much your life can influence and inspire others' lives, yeah. other people's lives. And so I guess the biggest takeaway was that lead by example, mm-hmm. cause that was one of the things you said about forgiveness and a lot of people follow, you know, what we do, yeah. the, the both of us. And if I know that I'm being followed, I have a responsibility mm. to lead by example. So if I make choices to be petty or to not forgive or to act a certain way, I mean, it kind of feels more negativity. Mm-hmm. But if I make a choice to be positive, to forgive, to inspire, it feels more positivity. And so that's, that's something you just taught me and, and, you know, kind of remind, you reminded me of that today. So thank you. I love that, Naturi. And it's, I I mean, I'm in every word. You've been an example for me for truly 
I mean, since my teenage years, and I'm so grateful. I mean, it's so full circle to be sitting here with you now. Um, I know. It's, it's crazy. crazy. It's just crazy. But, <laughs> so I would say that my takeaway is the reminder to make difficult choices in life. Mm. I think you've made a lot of difficult choices, Naturi, that, and you didn't mm-hmm. know what the outcome would be. But you trusted that it would be, that it would land you exactly where you were supposed to be. And I think that I just really needed the reminder that sometimes it's not going to feel good. It's going to be uncomfortable. And it's not going to maybe make sense to everybody else. But if I'm led to make the decision and God is telling me to move, then I need to listen and and wait on the blessing that's on the other side. So that truly Mm. is is my takeaway. Yes. That's a word. That was a word. <laughs> I said, okay, come through, Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins with the, the we need the choir to come out because that was a no, word. Terry, you're the choir. You are she the over choir. here giving service. You were the choir. I'm like, Jesus loves us. No, that was amazing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, but thank listen, you. thank you, Naturi. I just want you to know that I love, respect, and honor you. I really, really do. And I support you. Thank you. Wholeheartedly, I always have, even before we knew each other. Same. And I always will. After the credits, Naturi shares the petite but powerful actress she'd want as a mentor. Stay with us. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for OWN. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lantigua. This episode was edited by Marilyn Williams and Jordan Cowling. Sound designer is Cedric Wilson. Managing producers are Camille Stennis and Paulina Velasco. Assistant producers are Michelle Baker and Shanice Tindall. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we hope you did, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to ensure you hear the next one. So, which historic performer would you have loved to have had as a mentor? I don't know why. The first thing that kind of came to my mind, like, because she was so regal and just also, like, just legendary, Ruby D. <gasps> oh, I would yeah. love to, I would have loved, as an actress and as a woman, and her and Ozzy, and just, again, the the married couple in this yeah. industry, I would have loved both of them to mentor us, but particularly Ruby D, because, you know, in a time when it wasn't easy being a Black woman and an actress and breaking down barriers and being, being a leader, but also this strong, tiny, because I'm very mm-hmm. petite, she was very petite, and I'm like, I would have loved to to just chat with, you know, the legendary Ruby D and and how her and Ozzy just survived this mm, industry together. That's great. That's a great answer. Shout out to Ruby D and Ozzy Davis. Yeah, she's they were like, just absolutely like amazing. legends. They are absolute legends, truly. That was a great absolutely. answer. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. 
That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.